0: Welcome to the Forward Church Weekly Podcast. This week's message from lead pastor Neil Krauss is from the series Gifted. For more information about forward, giving, or to request prayer, visit www.forwardchurchfamily.com. I'm thankful that you chose to join us this morning. If you would, grab your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one underneath your chair, and turn in that Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, I know some of you have really been eagerly looking forward to studying this chapter, and others of you have probably been a little bit nervous about 1 Corinthians 14, because we're going to be learning about things like prophecy and speaking in tongues, and those topics tend to make people nervous. They tend to make us a little anxious when we we hear about them, and they make us nervous because we don't understand them. So what we're going to do is we're going to dig into these two spiritual gifts over the next two weeks and we're going to study God's word and see what he has to say about them so that they won't make us so nervous so that they won't make us so anxious and today we're going to be just focusing on prophecy next week we'll talk about tongues so if you came today hoping to hear about that you're going to have to wait till next week Today's going to be focused on prophecy and we have to remember that this chapter follows what we studied last week. We have to continue to do that. When Paul stressed the importance of doing everything that we do the more excellent way, and that more excellent way that we studied is out of unselfish love, right? So what that means is that when we speak words to someone else, we speak them unselfishly and in love. Everything that we do is to be done unselfishly and in love so when we use any of the gifts that god has given to us when we figure out how he's gifted us then we are to then use those gifts unselfishly and lovingly because those gifts are not for us they're not about us so every week we're going to remind you that we are gifted by god by the holy spirit for his church to god's glory so any gift that you and i receive is from the holy spirit it's for god's church and it's to god's glory and with that in mind, that is why we, we remember that whenever we study today, First Corinthians 14, verses 1 through 5. If you would stand with me, we're going to read those verses out loud. We stand to honor God's word because we believe this is the infallible word of God. It is holy. It deserves our respect. So we stand and we read God's word. Here's what it says. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So that the church may be built up. You can be seated. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Now, the first thing Paul mentions here is to pursue love. Remember, he's coming straight out of chapter 13, and we talked about that last week. It is to pursue unselfish love. So this begins to make sense whenever we see it's coming straight out of chapter 13. So if you remember, the original scriptures, they did not have chapters, they did not have verse numbers in them. Those were added later for our convenience, for referencing, and for finding passages more easily. But sometimes what I think the chapter notations and the verses can do is they can complicate things because we can tend to separate in our minds the messages that the author, is intending you see we can tend to think that since we started a new chapter that we're starting a new conversation we can tend to think that okay new chapter new message today and that may not be the case often it is a continuation and here Paul is continuing in his thought to do everything out of unselfish love he's saying this is the key to understanding the gifts is you have to have unselfish love unselfish love is our motivator and then he says in verse one so pursue love Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially especially that you may prophesy. So the motivation is love. Well, how, how does that work? Where, where do we get that love? We talked about that last week. We are recipients of that love from God. And that love begins to transform us and then overflows out of us. Remember, we talked about how his love for us is not to just fill us up. His love for us is to come into us and then flow out of us to others. So God loves us incredibly. It's like a fire hydrant of love. We're to tap into that. Remember, kind of like a garden hose I said, and then pour that love out on everyone that we meet. So his love, amazing love, should be flowing through us. And when that love flows through us, then that's our motivation for everything that we do. So you see... The question, though, then can be, well, does God sometimes gift people that then use them that that are not out of love? Well, yes. Yes, he does. Sometimes people use gifts in a selfish way. You see, this is where it gets really, really confusing. Because God, by his grace, will gift every Christian. And sometimes we as Christians, we get selfish and we misuse the gifts that he's given us. So we can sometimes see people that are misusing gifts, and we say, "Well, they're not very loving in the way that they're doing that," and that's because there's a flesh component in our lives that we can be selfish and use them for the wrong purpose. And it gets frustrating. We wonder, "Well, why would God allow someone to misuse his gifts?" Well, there's that element of free will. There's that element of our choice. There's that element of how we can choose to then use it how God, uh, how we desire to use it. But what we have to do is we have to continue to look at God's word and his purpose for those gifts and to use them appropriately and properly the way that he has called us to. So this is where we have to trust his plan and we have to understand he's bigger than our mistakes. We're going to make mistakes, but God's word says that he can take all things and turn them for the good, right? So he can even use us when we make mistakes and still continue to use us for his glory for building up and encouraging the church. Now, the gifts are never to build up a person and make them look like a super Christian. So we have to look at that and we have to say, what does this prophecy look like then? What, what does it look like to, to prophesy? So we're going to learn about what prophecy is and we're going to learn about what prophecy isn't for just a minute. Prophecy spoken of here in the New Testament is not the same prophecy spoken of in the Old Testament. This is where it gets confusing for us. The time of thus saith the Lord is over. The time of when those prophets of old would come into town and they would say, thus saith the Lord, God has spoken. They were given a divine word from God to speak to those people in Old Testament times. The Old Testament prophets were bringing the word of God to villages, to people, and it was divinely spoken through them. It was the word of God. Then in the New Testament, We see the writers, they were not even called prophets. In the New Testament, they were called apostles. Jesus would call them apostles. So the apostles were the New Testament counterpart to the Old Testament prophets. So you have the prophets of old in the Old Testament. You have the apostles in the New Testament. God used prophets to speak his word to people in the Old Testament. He used the apostles to then speak his word and write down and record his word in the New Testament. Then God closed that. He closed that form of prophecy when he stopped speaking through the apostles. That's why the Bible is canonized. The Bible is closed. We are not to add to or not to take away from God's word spoken through his New Testament apostles and his Old Testament prophets. So you see, we look at the Bible as the infallible word of God. We're not to add to or take away from it. It is God's word. It is closed. It has been spoken. This is how God has spoken to his people, how he has spoken to us. So those with the gift of prophecy today, it looks a little different than the Old Testament prophets, than the New Testament apostles. So we have to begin to understand what does that mean. You see, we today, if God has given us the gift to prophecy If the gift of prophecy, if he's given that to us, we have to understand that it's in no way equal to or anywhere near the inerrant, infallible word of God that was spoken through his apostles and his Old Testament prophets. I personally would not call someone today with the gift of prophecy a prophet. Because I believe that gets confusing. I believe that will will confuse us because we tend to, in our minds, go to those Old Testament prophets, the New Testament apostles, and we think, wow, this is someone like a super Christian who God is giving something special to. Well, God's given something special to every single one of us, and it's right here. It's his word that he has given to us to know what he has said. So the times of thus saith the Lord, that's been closed. God has spoken. His Bible is complete So then we have to ask, well, what is this gift of prophecy, of prophesying that he talks about then that he's given to his church? I think the best way to define it, many theologians have looked at it, a lot of people talk about it, but I think the best way to define it is the ability to prophesy, to prophesy is to report something that is consistent with scripture that God has laid on your heart or brought to your mind. So you see, God gifts people with the gift to prophesy. And what this means is that he puts something on your heart that's consistent with Scripture. He lays it on your heart. He puts it in your mind. And he wants you to then share that with someone. So to basically say, you know, I think the Lord would have me share this with you. Some of you, God gives you words, he gives you a scripture, something that's in line with his word, and he wants you to share it with someone. But listen, this always has to be within the context of what Paul has been saying all along. So we have to continue to remember the context. It's as an encouragement to the church. It's as a way of building others up. It is out of unselfish love that this is delivered. It's in a way that brings unity to the body. It's in a way that does not distract the church, and it is in a way that does not confuse an unbeliever or even a believer for that, that that fact. Only within the context of this, this, as Paul's been teaching, are the gifts to be used. So they are to build up and to promote and to help and to bring unity within the church. If we look at verses 2 through 3, he says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. More on that next week. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding And encouragement and consolation. So, really briefly, he says, tongues are for you when you're speaking to God. That's a gift for you in your prayer time with the Lord. We'll get to that next week. We'll talk more about that. Then he says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, for their encouragement, for their consolation. So, how many of us in the church need some upbuilding? How many of us need some encouragement, right? It's okay to lift our hands. How many of us us sometimes in life need to be consoled, right? This is a beautiful gift God has given to the church for us to be uplifted, to be encouraged, to be consoled. This is why Paul says we should desire the gift of prophecy. He says that every one of us should desire it because we're called to encourage and uplift and, and console each other. I have talked with so many people inside and outside of the church, and I can tell you that this community is in desperate need of hope. This world is in desperate need of hope and upbuilding and encouragement and being consoled. We need people walking out and living out the gift of prophecy. Now listen, the preacher inside of me wants you to know that all the answers to all the questions that you will ever have are found in the Bible. I've told you this before. Any question you come up with, you can find an answer in the Bible. God has spoken to it. The Bible tells you, if you wonder, are you loved? The Bible tells you over and over and over again that you are loved. Do you wrestle with questions like, "Is, is God disappointed in me as I am in me? Has God forgotten me? Does God even see me? Can I be forgiven for my sins? You can find the answers to those in the Bible. There are scriptures that speak to that. If you're wrestling with those kind of questions, look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 reminds us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven of your sin. It reminds us that nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. It reminds us that we're more than conquerors. We don't just conquer sin. He says you're more than conquerors. Those are beautiful reminders for those of us who are in Christ And the Bible is sufficient for everything that we need to understand our identity as children of God. So the preacher in me says, go to the Bible, look to the Bible, study the Bible. The Bible will bring you hope and hope like you've never known. So get in the word. But guess what? Sometimes we still need to be built up a little. I know God's word. I study God's word. I memorize God's word. When something hard comes, I look to God's word. But I also sometimes need someone else, another brother or sister in Christ, to speak a word of encouragement to me that's in line with God's word. So what we have to do is begin to understand Paul is teaching here regarding the gift of prophecy is that there are times when God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, through men and women who are believers, he takes the truth of God's word, and he personalizes it. That's what it is for someone to prophesy. Taking God's word and personalizing it because God has spoken into them a word for someone else. You see, sometimes you, you need God to personalize his word for you. You need God to speak into you through another believer. This is how the gift of prophecy works. Let me, let me explain this a little bit. There are people in my life that over the years, over time, have spoken words of prophecy to me. I have one close friend that I went to college with and from our college days we we both became Christians right around the same time in life and throughout our life he has God has used him to speak words of prophecy to me. And we've lived far away from each other at times. We've lived up to eight hours away. And there would be times that in his prayer life, he would pray and I would come to mind and God would give him a scripture and then he would send it to me. And he would just send me a text or an email and he'd say, hey man, I was praying for you this morning. God really put you on my heart. And then he gave me the scripture verse. And I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but maybe it'll mean something to you. And I can't tell you how many times the scripture that he spoke to me said something to me for the moment that I was in said something to me for something that I was wrestling with that that friend had no clue that I was wrestling with. He lived like eight hours away from me, and God used him with the gift of prophecy to then encourage me to build me up and to console me at times when I needed it. And sometimes he was reluctant to even share. He would be like, man, I know this sounds really weird, but God just gave me this, and I feel like I need to share it with you. And it would be something that would be beautiful to me, it would make sense to me, and it would build me up. It would encourage me. It would console me. I'm so grateful that he was obedient to God, even though he felt weird about it, and he would share with me. You see, it was his words that God used to encourage me. And I can tell you several others that have done the same thing for me throughout the years. Now, there's been times when people have come to me and they've said, hey, I was praying for you. I feel like the Lord gave me this word to share with you, and they share it with me, and I walk away, and you know, I'm like, thank you, I really appreciate that, and I walk away, and I'm like, I have no clue what that means sometimes we don't know sometimes it's later on that we remember oh wow that's what God was preparing me for he used that word from that person to teach speak something into me so that I would be prepared for what was coming to encourage me to build me up so sometimes we we may not get it sometimes we may not understand what it is and what it means but we might figure it out later but the point is this it's for the building up of the church those who have the gift of prophecy they receive a word from the Lord that's consistent with Scripture. It personalizes the Scripture for someone and it encourages and it builds up the one who receives it. Now, because of this, I would share that generally, the vast majority of the time, this should be a one-on-one interaction. Now, sometimes God gives people this amazing gift, and, and they go on revivals, and they speak out over crowds, and they say, God has given me a word, and I feel somebody here needs this. Sometimes that happens. I think the majority of the time, this is a one-on-one thing. And, and because of this, I share this because I think it should be a one-on-one interaction because the, 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 um, the danger with this gift is it can sometimes become about the person who is giving the gift the person who some start to call a prophet and it can become about that person and look what they can do and what they're doing instead of look what God spoke through this person to encourage this other person. So I think it should be more of a humble experience. It should be more of a private experience. And and if God puts someone on your heart, I would suggest you approach that person personally and individually and quietly and share, hey, you know, God has given me something. This sounds kind of weird, but I feel like I'm supposed to share it with you. And, and here's what God wanted me to share with you. And you just leave it there. You don't try to interpret it. You don't try to add to it. You just say, here's what God gave me, and I feel like hopefully this is an encouragement to you. And then God begins to use that. You see, then we have to ask, well, how do we get those words? How do we hear that from God? And in my experience, those come when we quiet our hearts. When we spend time quiet and we ask God to speak and we search him out and we say, God, search my heart, cleanse it of anything impure. And Lord, would you just speak to me? Would you speak to me in my prayer time? Speak to me as I'm studying your word. And God, would you, if you would put somebody on my heart, I'd be glad to share with them and encourage them. And you'll be amazed what God will begin to do. He desires that we all have this gift because it is for encouraging and building up the church. So we have to quiet our hearts. Two Sundays ago, the staff and the elders of this church we met in this room on this stage we had a, a circle of chairs and we had the lights down we had some music playing and we just spent some time just quieting our hearts we spent some time repenting of sin we spent some time just saying God search our hearts If there's anything wicked in us if there's anything in my heart that needs to be cleansed Lord would you show me and we spent time here in this room at the altar repenting of sin And then we spent time walking throughout and touching every single chair in this space. We went through every room in this building and we prayed and we asked, God, would you show us if there's some way we can be an encouragement to someone else, if there's some way that we can speak into the lives of others, because that's what you ask your church to do. We walked around the exterior of this building. We circled it. We, we, we prayed scripture out loud. We prayed over this building and this property and this community. And it was a time of quieting our hearts. And as we quieted our hearts before the Lord, He spoke some things into our hearts and into our minds. So listen, the more we can quiet our lives down, the more we can spend time seeking the Lord, the more we spend time in repentance and saying, God, would you clean anything out of me that needs to be cleaned out? The more we then repent of those sins and we, we just get quiet before God, the more He will speak. But we have to be listening To hear him speak. So we have to be quiet. Now you don't always hear something. You don't always hear something. Sometimes I pray and it feels like a one-way conversation. So don't feel awkward if that's what you have experienced. We all go through that. There's times when I pray and I pray and I pray and I feel like I'm just doing all the talking. Sometimes I listen and I'm like, God, would you just speak to me on this? And sometimes he's quiet for a while. But what I've found is the more often I get quiet, the more often I go before the Lord with a repentant heart, The more often I go before God and I say, God, would you just just reveal somebody to me today that I can be an encouragement to, the more often he begins to speak. The more often he begins to show me someone that I can be an encouragement to. And sometimes it's just as simple as someone random comes to mind as I'm praying. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but sometimes I'm praying about certain things and all of a sudden somebody pops up in my mind. And I think, wow, why did they come to mind? I haven't thought about them in a long time. It's God saying, I want you to pray for this person. And if I begin praying for that person, and then he gives me some kind of word or a scripture that I pray over them, then what I do is I typically I spend time praying for them. And then after I'm done, throughout that day sometime, I might shoot them a text and just say, hey, my prayer time this morning, I just thought of you. Spent some time praying for you this morning. And you know, God gave me the scripture. I hope it's an encouragement to you. And I can tell you that every time I do that, that people respond saying something along the lines of, wow, the timing of that word is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. That spoke to my heart in a time that I needed it. Let me tell you something. God does amazing things. When you seek him with a pure heart and you say, God, would you just bring somebody to mind that I can share your word with? And when he gives you something that's in line with his word and you share it with them with a humble heart, God does incredible things, and he encourages, and he builds up his church. That's what the gift of prophecy looks like. It's getting quiet before God and saying, I'm listening. I'm listening, God. What would you have your servant do? Then when he gives you a person and an encouraging message that lines up with Scripture, you simply share it, and that builds up his church. Look at verses 4 through 6. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Paul's repeating himself because this gift of prophecy is so important he keeps saying, this builds up the church. This is good for the church. I want you to have this gift. I want you to use this gift. I want you to get quiet before the Lord and pray and say, God, put someone on my heart so that I can be an encouragement to them. So this is something that's beautiful for God's church. It shouldn't be something that scares us or, or, or freaks us out, but it does. We're reluctant to step into this gift and use it. Now, why is that? I would say it's because we're afraid of what people are going to think. We're afraid... You're going to think I'm crazy because God gave me a word and I need to share it with you. You see, I think what has happened is we need to figure out the approach to using this gift because what, what has happened is sometimes we use, we've seen people misuse it, we've seen people abuse it, so therefore we feel like, well, if I go to this person and say, God gave me a word and I feel like I'm supposed to share it with you, then they're going to think we're some kind of crazy person way out there. Let me put you at ease a little bit. I think that if we learn how to handle this gift and we learn how to humbly use it, then it can make a huge difference in God's church. You see, On the flip side, if you start pronouncing yourself as a prophet and, you know, you start claiming, well, I'm a prophet and God's given me a word and I'm here to speak this over the whole church and here's what God's told me to tell you and, and you go to every small group and you say, well, I've got the gift of prophecy, so God gave me this dream and here's what I'm supposed to share and you make it this big public thing, what happens is it starts to become about you and what you're doing and what you have to say. But if we treat this differently and we don't pronounce ourselves as a prophet because that confuses people, we understand God's given us a gift to prophesy and then we humbly approach people in a quiet and humble manner and we say, you know what, God has laid something on my heart and I just can't shake it. In my prayer time, I feel like he's given me a message for you, and this may be weird for you, but I feel like he just wants me to tell you that he loves you, that he sees you, and that he has a plan for you. Maybe that's the message God gave you, and then you just say, that's all I have. I I just needed to tell you that. I hope that's an encouragement to you today. If you will approach this gift like that, it's not so scary anymore. It's now an encouragement to the people that hear it. Now, if you're anything like me, and you've heard a message from the Lord, and then you've wondered, wait a minute, was that me making that up? Right? Sometimes, you know, we'll we'll be out in public, and and I might hear something that God tells me to do, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) certainly I'm not supposed to go to that park bench and talk to that person sitting over there that I've never met, and tell them that God loves them and that He sees them, right? God, that can't be you. And, and that's what we do is we rationalize and we think, surely that's not God, that's just me making that up. Well, well let's, let's pull on that thread a little bit. Let's go down that a, a little ways. Let's say that God does do that. And you think, is that in my imagination? Surely that wasn't me. If you get quiet before the Lord and you ask him, Lord, show me someone today to encourage and build up, and you find yourself in a park, and God says, go talk to that person sitting on the park bench and tell them I see them and that they are loved, then what would be the harm in doing that? You see, we tend to rationalize and say, well, there's no way, that's just me thinking that, and then we don't do it. But if you go over and you say, hey, listen, I know I've never met you, but I feel like God just pointed you out to me, and I'm supposed to tell you God sees you and that he loves you, and that's all I've got. I hope that's an encouragement to you today, and you leave. What just happened? You just encourage that person that God sees them and God loves them. It's in line with Scripture. It's something he gave you, and if you're afraid that maybe he didn't really give it to me, Are you any worse off? Is that person any worse off? No, you've just encouraged someone in the Lord. You see, what we need to understand is that sometimes I think the enemy tries to keep us from following through on a word that God's given us because we start to rationalize and think, well, surely not. That couldn't be God asking me to go do that. This person's going to think I'm crazy. Well, so what? You just encourage them in the Lord. If you're mistaken in the gift of prophecy, you've done no harm. If you're wrong with the message, but the, li- the message is still in line with Scripture, then you're still speaking Scripture to someone. I can tell you, I've never been upset with someone that has ever approached me and shared encouragement from the Lord with me. There have been people that have come to me and shared encouragement from the Lord, and I've thought, I don't know what that means or why they gave that to me. That doesn't really make sense. But I've never thought, I can't believe they would have the audacity to come to me and tell me that God sees me and loves me. People just don't think that way. I can imagine very rarely would you get someone that would be angry with you for sharing something like that with them. It's to encourage. It's to build up the body. It is to grow people closer to God. So you see, we've got to understand that how we use this gift makes a huge difference. Paul says, I want you all to speak in tongues because you know, that's a beautiful gift between you and the Lord. But even more so, I want you to have this gift to speak the words of prophecy. He's saying, I want everybody to do this, to build up and encourage brothers and sisters in Christ. And just imagine if every single one of us woke up every single morning and we got quiet before the Lord and we said, God, would you just show me someone that today I can encourage? Imagine if every single believer before a discipleship group prayed and said, God, would you show me some way that I can speak into someone's life and I can be an encouragement to them and God puts somebody on your heart and in your mind and then before the discipleship group or after the discipleship group, you privately let them know, hey, strangest thing. I was praying today for someone to encourage. God put you on my heart and here's a word that he gave me to share with you. And when we begin to do that, amazing things will happen. Imagine if every single day we send a text to somebody that encourages them in the Lord, and that lifts them up in some way, whoever God puts on our heart. Imagine if before you went to work, before every single meeting, you said, Lord, just show me who I can encourage. Make me aware of my surroundings. Make me mindful of who's in the room. Help me to be a light in that room, a light in every meeting, a light to everyone that I come across that I might encourage them and lift them up. What would it be like to be known as someone who always brings life to a situation? What would it be like to be known as someone who always speaks life over circumstances? What would it be like to be known as someone who is always encouraging people in the Lord? That's what the church is supposed to look like. That's what Paul is saying. Every single one of you should have this gift and desire this gift. And when God puts someone on your heart, then you follow through and encourage them. So before we leave here today, I want to challenge every one of us to pray for this gift of prophecy. Paul said, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. He encourages every single Christian to desire this gift. He says, especially pray for this because you will encourage one another. You will lift one another up. You will be building up the body. So when God gives you a word for someone, you be brave and you share it because our tendency is to not be brave, and to say, well, they'll think I'm crazy. There's no way I'm going to approach that person and share that God put them on my heart. But God puts someone on your heart, you listen to him, and you be brave, and you share it. Let that person know. It's as simple as saying, when I was praying, I believe God gave me a message for you. And it may get a little weird because it's outside of our comfort zones. It really is. We're private people. But let me tell you, when you get out of the way, and you allow the Spirit to move, and you begin to understand that the gift is by the Spirit, for the church, to God's glory, that it's not about you, God will do amazing things with it. So don't let it become about you. You see, you might be surprised to know there are several people here at Forward Church already using this gift. But you don't know it because it's not about them. We don't call people prophets. People have the gift of prophecy, though. When someone approaches you with a word, you listen, it may not even seem right to you right now, but you know what? Here's a good response. If someone in this church were to approach you and say, "Hey, God, in my prayer time put you on my heart, and I feel like he just gave you a word, gave me a word to give to you," you just thank them for sharing. Thank them for having the boldness to share and to, to live out the gift that God's given them. So that's our challenge. We pray, we ask, we listen, we act, and we receive. So I would encourage you to step out in faith and encourage someone this week. Just think what might be unleashed if every one of us uttered words of encouragement. Think what might be unleashed if every one of us was focused on building up the body of Christ. Consoling among the body of Christ at Forward Church. Imagine if every one of us in our prayer life was saying, God, would you show me someone that I can be an encouragement to? So I want us to do today. I want us to, to practice this as we close out. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and I'm going to ask us to just spend a moment of quieting our hearts of praying, of asking God to put someone on your heart and in your mind. So if you would, just bow your heads now. And I want us to, I want us to just clear our hearts and, and clear our minds and just spend a moment and just pray, God, would you search my heart? God, would you search my heart and show me if there's any way in me that needs to be repented of? And then ask God to reveal someone Reveal someone to you to put someone in your heart and in your mind that you can be an encouragement to. Ask him to give you a word. Don't overthink it. You don't have to second guess it. You don't, have to just, you don't have to worry if God's not giving you one. Sometimes he doesn't, and that's okay. But if God's giving you somebody, you pray for that person right now. God may be giving you a face. He may be giving you a name. Ask the Lord right now how you can be an encouragement to that person. Say, God, how can I be an encouragement to them? God, is there a word that you would have for them? Is there a scripture verse that I can share with them? And God may bring a scripture to heart. Maybe he gives you a simple, single word, like the word rest. And maybe you just approach that person this week and you say, you know, I was praying, God brought you to mind and he gave me this word rest. He just told me to tell you to rest. Could be something as simple as that. And whatever God's given to you, that's a word that he's given to you for someone else. You share that with them and be an encouragement to them and build them up, but just quiet your heart. God's not going to give you a word of judgment because that's not prophecy. The Holy Spirit judges. The Holy Spirit convicts. God's word does that. The gift of prophecy is to build up, to encourage, to console. God's not asking you to expose sin in someone's life. That's not the gift of prophecy. Scripture exposes sin. Preaching exposes sin. The Holy Spirit exposes sin. Prophecy is to encourage, to build up, to console. You just be an encouragement to others around you as you quiet your heart and as you pray. And I'm going to pray in just a minute. And I'm going to close this out. And some of, you, some of you just need to come to the altar You just need to say, God, you need to spend time at the altar and say, God, would you search my heart? If there's any unclean way in me, Lord, show me so I can repent of it. Repentance needs to happen in this room today because every single one of us needs to repent of sin that we're holding on to, of brokenness in our life. So maybe in just a moment, as we begin to worship, you need to just come forward, you need to just spend some time asking God to point out any brokenness in you, any sin in you that needs to be repented of. Others of you, maybe you need to come to the altar and you just receive Jesus. for, the, for the, You need to receive Christ. You need to receive salvation that God has offered you. You need to spend time before Him. This time is for that. Others of you just need to spend time in prayer and to worship Him, to thank Him for what He's done. We have a good God who is gracious and loves us. Would you spend time before him, allowing him to work and to speak into your life that you can be an encouragement to others? Father, we confess that we are broken people. We confess that there are wicked ways in our heart, that often we are selfish, that often we think of ourselves and and we we want prideful things. Father, we repent of that now. Father, we ask that if there's any wicked way inside of us, would you search our hearts and point that out to us, that we can repent of that now, that we can walk out of here forgiven of that sin. We thank you that the blood of Jesus covers over every sin that we've ever committed. May we repent of those sins today and walk out of here clean vessels to be used by you. And Father, as you clean up our hearts, Lord, would you pour into our hearts ways that we can encourage others? God, Your word says that we're to to pray for and to be excited for and to ask for this gift to prophesy. I pray, Lord, that we would understand what that gift is and that it's a gift to be used to encourage your church, to build up your church, to console those that need consoling. Father, may we understand that more clearly today after looking into your word. Father, would you speak into our hearts now ways that we can be an encouragement to others and build others up. We come before you humbly and we seek you. And we ask by the power that comes in Jesus' name that you do a mighty work here in this room today. And that we would leave here today prepared and equipped to speak words of life into those we come into contact with. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the Forward Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week as Lead Pastor Neil Krauss continues in the series, Gifted. For more information about forward, giving, or to request prayer, visit www.forwardchurchfamily.com.